Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. Good morning. He's dominated City's airwaves for more than three decades, but at the end of the month, Alan Jones will walk away from the microphone for good. The broadcaster announced his retirement this morning as he faces growing health troubles. He told listeners on his top-rating breakfast show he's stepping down on the advice of doctors in light of the pandemic. Health-wise, though, I am OK, but we are living in the world of coronavirus. And the most repeated statement we hear is, we must listen to the experts. I've listened to the experts, and I'm taking this opportunity to indicate to my radio family that I will be retiring from radio at the end of this month. Jones will host his last show on May 29. For more, let's go to reporter Tom Saker at the 2GB studio in Sydney. Good morning, Tom. A huge shock for the radio community and his loyal listeners. Yeah, that's right. And I'm not sure anyone ever thought that Alan Jones was going to listen to the advice from health experts, even doctors who've told him for some time now to wind down his radio career. But this morning's announcement brings uh, an end to his extraordinary 35-year uh, career in broadcasting. Um, uh, during which time he broke numerous Australian radio records, including 226 ratings survey wins. The last portion of his show this morning uh, was made up of uh, a number of tributes, callers who called in to congratulate him on his amazing career. Uh, PM Scott Morrison was among them. Gladys Berejiklian called in straight away after her morning press conference to congratulate him on a wonderful career. And Tony Abbott had this to say about him. Uh, Alan has said very clearly and very strongly what millions of people think uh, but sometimes lack the confidence or the courage to say. Now, even though he divided politics, uh, his professional foes, including Anthony Albanese, also called in uh, to congratulate Jones. Uh, they couldn't fault him on his incredible loyalty. Uh, ben Fordham will uh, take over the coveted breakfast position. He said there can only be one Alan Jones. It really is the end of an era. And Tom Saker reporting. Thank you, Tom. To the latest on the coronavirus pandemic now, and Victorian students finally have a return to school date with the next stage of their exit strategy revealed this morning. For more, Laurel Irving joins us. Good morning, Laurel. When will your kids go back to school?
Good morning, Anne. Well, finally, they are on the way back, but it will be a staggered start, so a couple of weeks away. So on May the 26th, the first students will go back in years prep 1 and 2 and 11 and 12. And then two weeks later, the rest of the students from years 3 to 10 will go back as well. And all students will be required to return to school. They don't want a situation where half are still learning from home and half are learning in the classroom, unless there's a solid medical reason why kids can't back to go to school, they must be in the classroom. There will be extra cleaning of schools, there will be staggered drop-offs and pick-ups and they don't want parents going into schools. They also want teachers to be socially distant as well. School will look a little different and if there is a positive case, schools will be shut down for a few days to allow contact tracing and cleaning to continue. We know Victoria is a few weeks behind most of the other states on this. Well, the Premier has said he wanted to see the results of that test blitz to ensure that there was only a low level of community transmission for COVID-19 before uh, he opened up schools, but he says it is now safe to do so. Now it's appropriate to take cautious steps, staggered, graduated steps to get our kids back to school. Uh, it's safe to do that uh, and, uh, and ultimately we'll finish up, I think, with schools across the board, right across the country, in pretty much the same position uh, by those early weeks of June. We know that some teachers will still feel a little uncomfortable about this, so the government is offering them priority for COVID-19 testing throughout Term 2 as well, Anne. All right, Laurel Irving reporting. Thanks for updating us, Laurel. For the first time since health authorities started recording COVID-19 cases, New South Wales has had no new patients overnight. Even so, pubs and clubs won't be allowed to open when restrictions ease on Friday. To reporter Sam Brett, Sam, the Premier clarified the rules this morning. Well, the new rules stipulate that restaurants can open on Friday and have up to 10 customers inside at one time. This caused some confusion amongst pubs and clubs. Can they reopen if they have a restaurant attached? There weren't any answers until this morning when the Premier has clarified that no pubs can reopen on Friday. Certainly a disappointment for many people right across the state, but restaurant owners too are saying that to open with just 10 patrons might not be financially viable. That will mean that we will see about 25% of restaurants right across New South Wales still keep their doors shut to patrons sitting inside come Friday. Some good news though from Premier Gladys Berejiklian this morning. No new cases for New South Wales out of 6,000 tests right across New South Wales. So there weren't any new cases overnight, which is a positive outcome. But we know that there will be people walking around today in the community who have the virus and it's our job to make sure we identify them. The Premier, though, is urging everyone not to become complacent. Uh, she says she certainly doesn't want to see a second wave of the virus. Federal MPs have returned to Canberra to lead the nation's economic recovery from the pandemic. Live to Olivia Liming in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. The Treasurer is about to detail the economic toll of this crisis. Yeah, Josh Frydenberg will address the Parliament at midday as new anal analysis suggests that it could take up to two years for some of the industries hit hardest to recover, including retail, hospitality, the airlines and the arts. He'll warn Australians there'll be even more economic pain if they don't abide by the restrictions in each state, that a second wave of infections could cost the economy more than $4 billion each week. Front of mind for Coalition MPs who've held their first party room meeting this 
morning since the crisis took hold. Adequately socially distanced in Parliament's Great Hall, the Prime Minister reminding his colleagues they have to rebuild confidence for business and consumers but can't be complacent about the extent of suffering across the country. There's still a long way to go. And so we can't be distracted by things that are further down the road because Australians need our help now and we need to focus on their needs now. With Parliament resuming, the government will also introduce new legislation this afternoon to protect the privacy of Australians using the COVID Safe Tracing app to jail or fine anyone who tries to access the data, which can only be used by state health agencies to track down cases and stop the spread, hoping that those protections encourage more downloads, with nearly 5.6 million Australians using the app so far. And Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Thank you, Olivia. There's widespread confusion over restrictions in the UK as thousands of people return to using public transport. Prime Minister Boris Johnson faced angry questions from Britons demanding clarity. Hugh Whitfeld reports. There's widespread concern and confusion across Britain about the details of what Boris Johnson has described as a first sketch of a roadmap to Britain lifting the lockdown. Questions about whether or not people should return to work, whether it is safe to use public transport. The mayor here in London says people should be wearing masks and face coverings if they are travelling on the tube. But we saw a, a real rise in the number of people on London public transport today and the return of many workers to construction sites. But many people don't know whether they should go back to work. And Boris Johnson was confronted by a member of the public at a press conference at Downing Street where the public were allowed to ask questions. One woman asked him, why are you being so vague? In a statement to the House of Commons, Boris Johnson said he was relying on the common sense of the British people. In Paris, we've seen some stores reopen overnight as France emerges from one of the longest lockdowns in Europe. It will be gradual, though, with bars, restaurants and cafes remaining closed and people who go out and about asked to wear masks. A man's been arrested over a fatal shooting in Melbourne's southeast. The 22-year-old is under police guard in hospital after a man was found dead inside a car last night. It triggered a major manhunt as homicide detectives searched for a suspect. They say the shooting was targeted and there's no further threat to the community. An elderly man has been found dead after a blaze tore through an Adelaide property. Eight firefighting crews tackled flames at Globe Derby Park around three o'clock this morning. It took more than an hour to bring the fire under control. The body of an 85-year-old man was found inside. The blaze is not believed to have been deliberately lit. A $2 million reward to help solve a Sydney murder appears to have paid off with an arrest over the 1988 murder of Scott Johnson. An inquest found the 27-year-old American fell or was pushed from a cliff at North Head in an apparent gay hate crime. Scott's brother has thanked detectives. Despite sometimes fierce institutional resistance to investigating Scott's death, Australia has always welcomed me with open arms and embraced Scott's case as if it were a fight for justice for all of us. Charges are expected to be laid. The nationwide hunt for a gangland fugitive could be narrowing after a reported vehicle sighting in regional Victoria. Detectives were alerted to a van possibly belonging to Ricardo Barbaro seen in the town of Stahl. The 33-year-old is wanted in relation to the murder of his girlfriend, 26-year-old Ellie Price. 
White House staffers have been forced to wear a face mask in the West Wing in a bid to stop the spread of coronavirus. Three key Washington officials due to testify at a Senate hearing will do so from lockdown over fears they've been exposed to COVID-19. It's the hidden enemy. Remember that. It's the hidden enemy. So things happen. But uh, the uh, three tested negative. Uh, the one who tested positive will be fine. It will be absolutely fine. Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence say they won't wear masks. There are concerns of a fresh wave of infections taking hold in China after a new outbreak. The city of Shulan, near the Russian border, has gone into lockdown after a cluster of cases were linked to a woman with no known exposure to the virus. At the pandemic epicentre in Wuhan, there are now five new cases. Only a week ago, China designated all regions in the country as low or medium risk. Prince Harry has reached out to veterans whose lives have been saved through pioneering plastic surgery for bones. The Duke of Sussex spoke to the widow of British airman Sandy Saunders. He joined the so-called guinea pig club in World War II. Those individuals that signed up, chose to serve, then had life-changing injuries, they didn't stop there. And that's why it's incredibly impressive, but yet at the same time, so incredibly uplifting. Harry's appearance was part of a special series marking the 75th anniversary of VE Day. The laughter in Hollywood is quieter this morning after the passing of comedic legend Jerry Stiller. From humble beginnings as one half of a duo with wife Anne Mira, he became part of a pop culture phenomenon with Seinfeld, the funny man winning millions of fans with his abrasive brand of humour. Serenity now! Serenity now! Easily irritable and highly combustible, Jerry Stiller as Frank Costanza became one of TV's most loved dads in the hit sitcom Seinfeld. The perfect foil for his hapless on-screen son, George, played by Jason Alexander. The role turned him into a pop culture icon, getting up to mischief with Kramer and even creating a new holiday. Stiller won over fans and and critics, even earning an Emmy nomination. He went on to star in a similar role in another hit sitcom, King of Queens. He lit up the big screen too, acting opposite his movie star son, Ben Stiller, several times. The Zoolander star led tributes to his dad online, his famous Seinfeld castmates joining in remembering the man who made everything funnier. Jerry Stiller was 92. In the United States, Amelia Brace, 7 News. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 